Hello, I'm Mike Butler. I'm Mike Field. And welcome to our Forgotten Cinema Spotlight, I guess. It's a spotlight episode, yes. A bonus episode. Spotlight on actor Chris Cooper, Academy Award winner Chris Cooper. So obviously you heard our... uh, what was the movie we did? Lone Star okay. episode. <laughs> so, so obviously you listened to our Lone Star episode and uh, we have been trying to do, I guess, small bonus episodes or compendiums as they're called behind the scenes for us uh, to highlight uh, something about that movie or whether it's an actor, whether it's a location, whether it's a genre. So we have chosen to spotlight Chris Cooper. And I guess this isn't necessarily we're going to run through the his greatest achievements in filmmaking or his greatest achievements on stage or on screen. It's just kind of like performances that we remember in front of or movies that we remember seeing him and that we enjoyed a long form tangent if you will <laughs> this is this is that's probably very accurate so uh where you want to kick us where you want to start off uh i guess his acting style okay like what about chris cooper what do you appreciate about chris cooper's acting he's definitely got his own kind of i think je ne sais quoi as they say he's got oh his boy. own style of acting oh that he kind of does um so i guess i'll throw it to you first like what is it about him and acting that that you think Work so why why is he considered a, a great actor and stuff like that? Uh, I just think because he's very, it's not flashy. It's right. not it's not like like when you look at Joaquin Joaquin Phoenix in Joker. You know what I mean? Like that's not. I think Cooper can do that kind of role, but I don't think that's not where. And that's not, I'm not denigrating Phoenix because Phoenix is great too, but like, he's just somebody who can do an everyday man uh, role. He can, he can bring layers upon layers of background to a character that you wouldn't think needed it or had it. And I think that he's just very, it's, I don't want to say he sneaks up on you because that's not uh that, well, maybe that's a good, an accurate way to describe his acting. Like you don't realize that you're watching somebody that's performing because he is so at ease that, you know, when you're watching it, you, when, if you take a step back, you're going, wow, I mean, he's doing a lot here. Right. And you don't understand it. And I think that, um, I think that's a testament to, to just, maybe he just, he gets it. He knows what he's confident in what his choices are and what he needs to do. I mean, maybe he, he's great at dissecting the character and, 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 and a couple of examples I have are just different spectrums in terms of like what he can do. So, uh, and then when you go through his filmography, you realize that like he's been in so many things and he's done a lot of stuff that you just don't uh, you're just like, how do I not you've seen him in movies and you don't realize it. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. He's definitely very low key. He's very internalized. Uh, Everything I think he does is internalized. Yeah. Like you like that. Joaquin Phoenix thing is a great example because he's considered a great actor because he has those Joker moments or even, you know, going as far back as gladiator. um, His first kind of Oscar nominee role where he's just like, out there everything's out there you see everything on screen yeah and you don't necessarily see all of chris cooper's performance or his is working the character that's all inside and it comes out in really small bursts but it's all very nuanced and very low-key and like you said that means sometimes you don't realize you saw chris cooper in this film what's funny is that the four movies that i highlighted here that i was going to bring up right four films that are known for other reasons which is amazing <laughs> which is just amazing because i'm just like oh crap i'm going through this whole thing i go uh yeah nobody knows that he's you know why i'm bringing these up so that's right. interesting so what what else do you want to talk well give me a movie before we go i guess that you maybe jumps out when you think of him i guess the first film that really jumps out when i think of him because it's the first film where i really that i really like and he was in it was probably like the born identity mm-hmm. as conklin is it, just 
that character is something that you're like, oh yeah, Chris Cooper's in it. When you think back on Born Identity, you think later on. But I think he brings a lot of nuance and I think this is that's probably one of his most external acting roles that sure, he's done. Sure. Where you know, he gets angry, he's authoritative, he's, you know, when it seems like his program's gonna get shut down, he's definitely on edge and stuff like that. Right. But right. there's still a lot of and I think I don't think he does enough of these kind of roles where he's like that bad guy that's uh, he does play a lot of bad guy roles but this almost state uh, like a member of the state kind of bad guy where he's i don't know where i'm going with this <laughs> please hold <laughs> like he doesn't play enough of those kind of roles where he's he's got that anger and this is a movie that's kind of like this big budget action movie a big budget action movie um but it's this action movie where his character should be like you'd get like some like michael ironside maybe like shouting and really well, he, yelling and yeah he's, he's he, playing a character that could be played one note yeah and he's bringing a lot of layers right. to this very kind of typical you know bad assassin owner like mm-hmm. the the bad guy and i think he puts a lot of layers on that i think that's the first time i really noticed him in a film and it was like you know that's really good acting and obviously matt damon's really good in born identity but Without even knowing it, he helps really elevate, I think, the Bourne Identity from just being another rote action film to being what it ended up becoming with the next two. Right, right. Uh, I was going to talk about, I was going to start off with adaptation because he won the Oscar for that. Right. But I'm going to, I'll hold off on that. I, I was going to talk about American Beauty. So he, everyone knows American Beauty because of uh, Kevin Spacey's and the lead character. I'm not talking about now why Kevin Spacey, because I, I feel like we always have to bring this up. Yes, yes. But yes. like, uh, like <laughs> I'm talking about the movie, not His acting anything, and the film. That's right. all I'm talking about. Um, like, because Spacey's performance in American Beauty is is great. And everybody remembers that. Everyone remembers his uh, fascination with Thor, not Thor, Birch, with Menesavari in the movie. And, the, the you know, he's going to Chino's wife and at Benning, you know, and she's getting Peter Gallagher and she's, you know, fuck me king and all that stuff. Right. Everyone knows all that. But, you know, Cooper is the one in the movie. If you haven't seen this movie, turn this off. But Cooper is the one in the movie <laughs> that kills him. And mm-hmm. he kills him because uh, his character is the father of Wes Bentley, who's the neighbor. And he thinks that Spacey's character and Bentley's character are having a, a homosexual affair. Right. And the reason why he kills uh, Ke- Kevin Spacey in this movie is because Chris Cooper is somebody who has those feelings as well. And it's very easy to paint his character in American Beauty as this bad guy who loves Nazi memorabilia, who's a racist, who hates everything. When you realize that he hates himself and it's just, can somebody else do that character? Maybe, but like Chris Cooper's uh, portrayal of that character in American beauty is so understated and is so forgotten because of everything else in the movie that it's just, you just, you kind of don't think of it. You think of the, when you think of American beauty, you think of the plastic bag scene. You think of Thor Birch and Wes but, Bentley's connection. You think of Kevin Spacey. You think of Annette, you think of all the things I said. You never think of Chris Cooper and the character, just the fact that he kills him. Because it's all the internal stuff again. Right. It's all the internal working that he does that you don't notice. Right. And I think that that's, American beauty is known for a lot of things. But Chris Cooper is on the lower end of that list. And quite frankly, it probably should be on the upper end, but that's fine. But that was one of the movies that I um, wanted to highlight there in terms of him. Uh, what about another one? You got another one? Do we, well, do you want to go into adaptation? We can talk about adaptation. I just didn't want to bring it up because um, the thing with the adaptation role for me is that he has a luxury of a really meaty role. He has a, he has a, he has a, a role that's like, it's destined to get an Oscar, which right. is great that he got it. Because, but the movie is obviously, the movie is so off the wall, but it's great. And he's <laughs> right. great in it. He's fantastic in it. And I think him getting 
him winning the Oscar is awesome because he's really good in the movie. It's just, it's such a meaty role. It's a little different than the other yes. roles that we're talking yeah. about. Right. Yeah. I would agree with that, but it shows that he can do it. Oh, of course. Uh, and it shows that if you give Chris Cooper a role that is more external, that is more like show offy, like he can take that and run. And that just shows like, he's not just this internal, like kind of low key actor. He's a good actor that shows that the low key stuff is, is purposeful and, and, and worthwhile. And I know we're not doing spotlights uh, on Chris Cooper. I don't want to do a spotlight on Charlie Kaufman, but Charlie Kaufman is an acquired taste his movies, the, the movies that he writes and stuff like that. And, and some of the movies he directs, oh, right. but I would, I honestly, his movies, you need to see more than once. I know a lot of people don't like adaptation, but like, I've only seen it the one. I liked it when I watched it, but I'd have to watch it again. It's really good. And even the last movie I saw his, uh, uh, I'm thinking of ending things that was on Netflix. Yeah. I've not seen that. It's yet. strange as heck, but it's, I thought about it for a week and a half after I saw it. I think it. you told me yeah. that you wanted to watch it again. After I did you because it. Yeah. I, I I didn't, which is fantastic. But uh, <laughs> it's a movie that like I just kept thinking about and kept thinking about and kept thinking about. So his Charlie Kaufman's movies are really really good. But we're not talking about him. We're talking about Chris Cooper. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about another movie that um, unless you had more adaptation stuff. No, that's okay. that's fine. I just wanted to bring like what we brought up was pretty much. So funny. he did another movie. It was in 1999, October Sky. So, yes. yeah. Okay. So everyone that this, you know why everyone knows this movie? Because Jake Gyllenhaal's in this movie and, it, and it's a, and it's a, it's written by Homer Hickam. It's based on his life about how he became a, a rocket engineer because of his love of rockets, him and his friends, they all like, just because where you're from doesn't dictate where you can go, that kind of thing. Right. The whole thing. But the, in this movie, he is consistently butting heads with his father, who's played by Chris Cooper. And it's, yeah, it's just, it's like, you know, it, it's very easily could be a role where. You're like, oh, dad, don't get it. Dad, don't get it. Dad, don't yeah. get it. But it's, it's a, see, the thing is, the way Chris Cooper plays it, that at the end of the movie, when he puts his hand on Homer's shoulder, when he tells him, hey, light the rocket, you're just like, oh, like you're just <laughs> like, you're, you, you. And that's all testament to Chris Cooper's acting in that movie. Uh, I just think that, again, this is a movie that he is overlooked and it's a small role, but there is a, a, a bond between fathers and sons that is, you know, you, it's tough to explain to a lot of people. Uh, you have to experience that, but I think they do it well in this movie. I, I don't know how you thought about that. No, absolutely. He's, he's not, like you said, he's not that one note, right. Just angry father. Who's yeah, like you said, doesn't get it. Or, mm -hmm. or is like, no, you're not, my boy's not going to do this. You know, there's, there's layers behind it. Even every scene he's in, even when he's yelling at, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's character, who I guess is named Homer. I couldn't. Homer Hickam. I forgot what it was called. But. <laughs> um, you don't remember when he's on the board, he's trying to tell him. I always remember the scene when uh, Homer's trying to tell uh, the guy, that can't be our rocket. That's a flare because he was he's doing the math and the guy's like, get him, Homer. Yeah. You don't remember that? I remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but even in the scenes when he's yelling at him, like in between the yelling and all that kind of stuff, you can see in his eyes and in his performance and just the way he carries himself, that it's not complete anger. It's not complete right. one note. Like, so you're the angry dad and it's easy to just go, right, okay, right, so right. angry. So I'm angry. It's that layer that internalizing. like he understands that his character needs to also feel this and this in between just to have a good shouting match with your son. Kind right. Of well, the, the uh, Hickam's dad, uh, Cooper's character is working in the mines. He doesn't, it's because it puts money on the table, it puts food on the table. Right. It, it, it puts money in their pockets. He, it's not necessarily what he wants to do, but it, what he has to do, what he must do. Right. And he, and all he thinks about when, when, when he sees his son talking about rockets and sees his son talking about like, you know, I want to do this. I want to do that. Do these dreams. He, 
because his own dreams were he didn't get to achieve his own dreams. He doesn't he doesn't want that heartbreak for his son, but he doesn't know, know how to tell him that because other than just like yelling at him, be like, no, you need to get a job. You need to do this. Right. And I think it's very again, those are very one note ways of doing it. But Cooper's performance, um, you know, shines through and, and it kind of doesn't make it one note, which is very tough for some people to do. Not obviously for Chris Cooper. Did you know that Chris Cooper was up for Jim Gordon and Batman Begins and turned it down? Yeah, well, that's fine. I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I mean, would you have preferred his version over Gary Oldman's? No, character? I don't care. I, I, have, I think he'd be a very different Gordon. But I have, I have a lot of respect for people that don't want to be in those type of films. Sure, sure. You know what yeah. I mean, so, I'll, and if it's not something that if they're if he's not into it, like, like it's, I, I don't want to do it. I'm completely fine with that because he's in other films that are just, you know, um, where he's able to do what he needs to do. I, I, I don't, I mean, I do like the Nolan film. So, but I like Gary Oldman in those movies. So it doesn't bother me. Yeah. I just think that Chris Cooper's Gordon would be a very different kind of Gordon. Maybe. Yeah. Like thinking about the two, like Gary Oldman, maybe there was a very different way. Maybe there was not enough in the role for him that he really couldn't grasp. Oh, for sure. Yeah. He like Gordon doesn't have as much to do until I think, Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. That's when Gordon really right. has more scenes. Right. But I think that that just shows another, like thinking about what his Gordon would be. Right. Would be maybe a tougher one where Jim Gordon's like sensitivities are shown like on his shoulder, the way Gary Oldman plays it. Cooper might have been a little bit more masked. Internal. Internal. Yeah, yeah, he wouldn't have. Yeah, that's true. Oldman is, um, he's internal, but he's a little more external. I keep thinking of the professional. So yeah. So yeah, no. Yeah. 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 Oldman likes to really put sure. his emotions out there, which sure. is good, which is great. Well, a Cooper role would have been takes all kinds, takes all kinds of actors. <laughs> I forgot he was in the Patriot. Yeah, that's right. But then I was looking back and I was like, oh, he is in the Patriot, isn't yep. he? Yep. yep. So it's it's fun to see like when he has these like more meaty roles and stuff like that. Oh, pays the bills. Uh, the one, the last one I wanted to bring up, which is I don't know if you've seen this movie. It's from 2010, The Company Man, with Ben Affleck and Tommy Lee Jones. Okay, so this no, is directed, no. written, directed by John Wells. This is basically about a company that is laying off all their executives, and it's it it's it. At the time, it was a because this is when, like, you know, a lot of people were losing their jobs back then. And it's right. about it's about guys re entering the workforce, uh, men that have been uh, at this job for so long, company men who have, and they're just up and let, they're let go and they're right. just like discarded. And it follows uh, Ben Affleck, it follows Tommy Lee Jones, and it follows Chris Cooper all at different points in their life. So Tommy Lee Jones is the older man who, you know, doesn't want to start over, but he's like, you know, is, you know, he now, but he doesn't want, he's not ready to lose, not ready to leave. Right. You have Ben Affleck, who was the up and comer, was just starting. And then all of a sudden, his legs are taken out from under him. He's betrayed and he's got to try to find work. And Kevin Costner plays his father or plays his brother-in-law, gives him a job. And it's just about, you know, him coming out. Chris Cooper plays a character who is almost a cautionary tale where it's somebody who is, has, you know, kids are going to school, has a lot of debt, has, can't find a job, struggles. And he ends up at the end of the movie, ends up killing himself. Um, I believe he... Parks his car in the garage and does the carbon monoxide. Right. Okay. But it's but his his character is starts off. He has this downward arc throughout the entire film, and he's almost like he is what you know he is there to kind of obviously because Ben Affleck's the lead role in that, but he is there to show you what can happen to these people, what does more often happen to these people that are in these positions, and he just plays it so well, and he's just it's so heartbreaking, and he's just again. This movie is known because Ben Affleck and Tommy Lee Jones were in it. And, and it's, you know, Kevin Costner. And it's about, you know, it's high, the trailer is mostly Ben Affleck going to work construction with his brother-in-law because <laughs> he doesn't know, you know, but like 
behind all of that is the slow deteriorating arc of Chris Cooper's character that you're just kind of like at the end of, you're just like, man, and it's, it goes unnoticed. You don't kind of bring it up again, but when you rewatch the movie, you're just like, he is back here doing all this stuff. And it's just, right. Again, it just goes to Cooper's, uh, goes to his, uh, ability as an actor. Yeah, absolutely. But that's the last one I wanted to bring up. I don't have any others. So if you have any more, I'm, I'm willing to talk. <laughs> I'm willing to talk. I mean, he's in the Muppets. <laughs> oh, that's right. He's the bad guy. Yeah. I there think, I think that's a really fun role for him. Obviously it's something like way out of left field, but I think the way he performs, he performs it as if he's not in the Muppets. Right. And I think his scenes in the Muppets are really funny because of that. He really seems he's the villain. He's definitely the bad guy, but he also seems out of place in the movie sure. in, in an awkward, hilarious way. And then his, his rap in the movie is just <laughs> unbelievably awkward and terrible. Uh, but I think that that just shows that he, I think he knows, especially like in being in the Muppets and stuff, he knows who he is and he knows the kind of actor he is. Yeah. And I think that he knows that that is very different from what obviously you want in a movie like the Muppets and stuff right. like that. Right. So I always enjoyed his role in that. Yeah. So, you know, if you're out there, you want to check out, check out Chris Cooper's filmography. Uh, we brought a couple, brought up a couple movies here that if you haven't seen, or maybe you want to see again, maybe you can see like what we're talking about. He's, he's in so many movies he that is. you don't need. Uh, he's in Jarhead. Yep. He was in the last, like, I just said, he's in a movie that came out that it was during the pandemic stuff was irresistible. Mm-hmm. The John Stewart directed movie. That movie's actually really good. It's funny. Oh, you watched it? Oh, it's funny. Yeah, no, I watched it. So he's in that too. So it's it, check it out. It's funny. He's good. He's great. Um, we obviously like him. So it, that doesn't necessarily mean you need to like him, but I mean, come on, it would be <laughs> cool. Um, but yeah, that's it. A lot of times we can't go on these tangents within the episode because it would just, the episodes would be an hour and a half and we're trying to, you know, we're trying to cut them off there. So. <laughs> yeah. So we hope you enjoyed this. I don't know if you have anything else to add, Mike. I enjoy his voice, I, like okay. that weird Southern drawl he's got almost, sure. but it's not quite there. Mm-hmm. It really helps to make him an everyman, mm-hmm. but it also kind of puts him aside of just being this typical, you know, Southern guy, mm-hmm. but it also kind of gives him more of an interesting than most of these Californian guys that he's acting against. Gotcha. Gotcha. And you know what, if you can check out, I don't know, we talked about Lone Star in our last episode, but check out the movie Lone Star. He's really good in that. And there's a lot of really good performances in that movie. Uh, and, and Mike and I both liked it. Yes. Um, but yeah, so I got nothing else. So I'm going to wrap it up with saying I'm Mike Field. Yeah, I'm Mike Butler. And this has been a Forgotten Cinema bonus episode. Actor Spotlight, Chris Cooper. Ooh. I don't know why I'm ooing. We just did it. That's weird. I'm not listening to it. (laughs) I mean, I will when I edit it. I'm, I'm ending this right now.